Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Layoff for Niederreiter. Back for D'Angelo. He's got room to Niederreiter. Out in front. Stall shut. Swayman with the save. Still loose out in front. Comes free and the whistle it dead for the Canes. Nino Niederreiter popped it in. And Coyle has a couple of punches for Niederreiter after. Two on one for Carolina with Ajo and Jarvis. As Ajo's pass intercepted. And Ajo is leveled in the Boston zone. Boston stretch pass the other way. Shot right on Ronto with the save on Marshall Weak one off, but he'll get to the rebound. He'll spin and turn. Great stick by the Carolina Hurricanes' Brett Pesci. And Pesci takes a hit from Smith. Oh, Pesci, underrated defensive play in front of his own head. Gone here in the second period. Marshand has got a lane in the game zone, and he'll score. He's loaded Jarvis. Jarvis looking for a shooting lane. He rings it off the post. to the Canes. Right back in this one. Now step down. on to Natchez and he tries to slide with Swayman with the save. Oh, a monster save by Swayman as the Hurricanes have all the momentum right now in the third period. He fans on the shot. Canes can't clear. Captain McAvoy deflected out in front. They'll score. Eric Holla as Carolina couldn't clear the zone. Bruins reinstate their two-goal lead. It's 3-1 Boston. Right away for Smith. Smith in on Ronta. Ronta with the save. Auntie Ronta keeps it at two-goal Still darting the cane zone. Throws one out in front. Rebound chance. Lazard. Ronta gets across. Still loose. Cole knocks it free. Boston with a keep in. That shot deflected. Now score. Ronta didn't have his stick. Lazard out in front. Have taken a 4-1 lead with 9:17 left here in the third period. 15 seconds remain here in game number six. 10 seconds left. And he's throwing the puck into the corner. Step on goes after it. Bruins faithful to their feet as time expires. And we'll have a game seven coming up on Saturday in Raleigh. This is the Canes Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold, presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. The Canes Corner Podcast is part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now, here's your host, Adam Gold. Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast. And I know we'll have at least one more of these. I hope we have more than one. I hope we have more. I think we'll have more. But I thought that after tonight, we would have at least four more. Didn't go well. Hurricanes lose it 5-2 in Boston. 
And this has been a weird freaking series. A weird freaking series. We got to talk about all of it. This uh, this was to me uh, more self inflicted wounds than anything else by the Hurricanes. Want to give Boston credit? They got great goaltending tonight from Jeremy Swayman. Uh, I thought they played very well defensively in front of him as well. Uh, limited Carolina's chances a lot. Carolina, who has been by far the better team at five on five, was not tonight. Boston was every bit their equal, probably a little bit better. Uh, and the power play let Carolina down. Absolutely let Carolina down. It wasn't bad all the entire time, but that five on three, whoo-hoo, was that deflating. All right, we'll we'll go through it. Bates Pataglia is going to join us in just a little bit, get his thoughts on what we saw in game number six at TD Garden, game seven, Saturday night at PNC Arena. Should be pretty lit. Game sevens are fun, right? Let's, let's enjoy a game seven. Uh, last time Hurricanes had a game seven on their ice, they won it. Do you remember it? Do you remember the game seven on their ice? I bet you do. Uh, it was June of 2006, was it not? June of 2006, I believe, game seven on their ice. Anyway, we're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. No place like it. Sammy Hannon's crew do a great job. You want to make your home more beautiful and energy efficient on the outside, windows, roofing, entry doors, storm doors, storm doors, good. Although, probably don't need them so much in the summer. But uh, you can do it. Do whatever you want. Make your home. uh, They can put a window where there isn't a window. That's what they could do at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. They're like Dumbledore. They just wave wands. Aluminumcompany.com. Free no obligation estimate right there. All right. This game. uh, Well, let's big picture it first, and then we'll go through it. So the Hurricanes kick out the the uh, the empty net goal, kick out the goal where Andre Svechnikov scores to make it 5-2. Kick out those two goals. Um, this was a 2-0 game going to the third period. Andre Svechnikov scores, what, four minutes in, something like that. And it's 2-1, and boom, Carolina is on fire. A goal down, you know you're the better team at 5-on-5. That's the way this game has generally been played, except for Carolina's stretch in the second period. And you got it going, and Natchez has a great chance. Doesn't do much with it, but we're kind of used to that. Uh, But he has a great chance. The side of the goal to the left of uh, Swayman doesn't really make Swayman do anything crazy with it. He just sort of hits him with the puck. I don't think Martin got enough on it. Uh, but you, you can see guys fighting their confidence, right? You can see Inatius fighting his confidence offensively because he doesn't really do anything with that shot. And Marty has struggled in this series. He had He's had some occasional moments, but he has basically struggled. Uh, the fact that the third line of Domi, Kokaniemi, Stepan, or Natchez, Kokaniemi, Stepan, has not been significantly better than Boston's fourth line when they've been on the ice is alarming to me. Alarming. And, you know, one guy's got an eight-year contract going forward who's supposed to be your second-line center next year. That doesn't look like a great idea. Um, 
the other guy's a good veteran piece who I don't think's played poorly, but he has, certainly hasn't positively impact the game in Stepan. And Natchez is this guy who has electric ability and is showing none of it. That's a that that's a line that should be better, but it isn't right now. So I don't know what uh we I wouldn't be completely surprised to see a Stephen Lawrence experience in game seven. Wouldn't be completely surprised to see that. I think Carolina was pretty good for the most part, uh, on their back end. I think most of the problems for Carolina really came from the forwards tonight. Uh, well, there was that one mistake we'll go through uh, on the back end for real, but uh, we'll get to that in a second. But it's a 2-1 hockey game. And then Sebastian Ajo gives the puck away. It didn't lead to the goal immediately, but the Hurricanes never got the puck back. It's probably 45 seconds from the giveaway to the goal. McAvoy finds Halla in the slot, redirect behind um, Ranta for 3-1. This is after Carolina got the momentum, and uh, the Ajo line is coming out. Remember, the Ajo line created the 2-1 goal, right? Uh, it was Jacob Slavin poking the puck loose in the neutral zone. Ajo carries it in, gives it to Jarvis. He finds Svechnikov, boom. It's 2-1, momentum. You got it going. A uh, couple of shifts later, this is after the Natchez try. Uh, Ajo's got the puck in the neutral zone, and he's trying to pass. I don't even remember who he's trying to pass it to uh, down the right wing, but it was, I mean, terribly telegraphed. And it goes the other way, and Carolina, I mean, that that, uh, that line was on the ice. And they couldn't get off, and they couldn't get the puck out of the zone. And ultimately, it's McAvoy to Hall. It's 3-1. And, and you just, I mean, it's just, it was a crusher. It was an absolute crusher. Not that long after that, Jesperi Kotkaniemi has the puck outside the blue line. Outside of Carolina's defensive blue line. And he passes the puck back into the defensive zone into a giveaway. And I'm thinking, did I just see that? And that puck never gets out. You heard the, the highlight. Ranta had to make, I think, two really good saves. But the puck gets out to the point. Derek Forbert throws it at the net. It deflects off Kokaniemi's stick. Uh, Ranta doesn't have his stick, but it didn't matter. He didn't see the puck. And the puck just floats in inside the post. And it's 4-1. But all four goals tonight, all four goals for Boston, again, be- before the empty netter. You could directly trace to a mistake by Carolina. All four of them. Ante Ranta was good tonight. If if you think that this was a Ranta problem tonight, then I, I don't know. I can't say. I can't, can't even explain it. Ante Ranta was really good tonight. He had no chance. He had no chance on the four goals. Zero. Um, first goal. Terrible line change by Tony D'Angelo. You got Brad Marchand behind you, and you go off in a line change. Can't figure that out, but Marchand comes in. I uh, believe it was two-on-one, but didn't matter. There was nobody uh, nobody near him. Slavin was on the other side of the ice, and Marchand took a, a pass from, I think it was McAvoy, and just skated in, and pretty much right on the 
right face-off circle, right, on the dot, just sniped one just under the bar over the glove of Ranta, and it's one nothing. 40-some-odd seconds into the second period after a really good and entertaining first. So that's the first mistake. We have the messy line change. Then, after Carolina doesn't score on four power plays, and again, they, the first one was good. First one had plenty of chances. Then they get the five on three. Well, they get one, then they get the five on three. I thought the beginning of the second power play was okay. And it obviously, it created a, another... It created 54 seconds of five on three. That's when it disintegrated. They did nothing with the five on three. They were trying to be too pretty with the five on three. I mean, just as just as soon, I mean, just let it fly. Go get it. Just not good. And the next two power plays were bad. So from the five on from the start of five on three to the uh, end of that extended power play, and then the next one, because they got one right after that. It was just not good. And then, as I, w- I was actually tweeting this, um, as I was typing, you know that the next penalty, next power play is going to Boston. I was actually going to make a joke about uh, next power play in the game, uh, you know, if you were betting on it, would be Boston minus a million on the money line. And as I was about to type that, Brett Pesci gets caught for holding Jake DeBrusque in front. I thought it was the fine, good call. No, I got no problem with the call. Um, and Carolina, who had killed off the first period power play, looked great. Um, Ian Cole gets over, blocks the Pasternak shot, but it just kind of slides in slow motion right to Charlie Coyle in front of the net. And Sebastian Ajo's out of position. He's behind Coyle. He's not between Coyle and the goal. And easy put away. 2-0 Boston. And you'd think, oh, well, it's, they're out of it. Yeah, they're not out of it. They, I, You knew they went to the locker room in the third, you know, between the second and third going, look, we're better than these guys. Come out, get the first one, get it quick, and go out, go about the business and win in a hockey game. They got the goal. They got the Svechnikov goal. Slavin with the poke in the neutral zone. Gets it free. Aho to Jarvis to Tara, to, uh, to Svechnikov for the goal. Boom. 2-1. Momentum, momentum, momentum. Chances, chances. Giveaway. The Aho turnover. Killer. And by the way, Aho was behind the play. He was behind Hala on the play, too. That led to the goal. So... Yeah, they were out there on the ice a long time, so they were tired. Uh, that was uh, a pretty long shift. And then the Kokaniemi giveaway, which leads to the goal. And he, it, w- the deflection was off of his stick. But this was a game that could have gone a different way early, and it didn't. I mean, early in the game, Carolina was applying some pressure. I thought it was a very even first period. And Carolina had the first really, well, not the first really good chance, but this was a break that could have gone their way. Layoff for Niederreiter. Back for D'Angelo. He's got room to Niederreiter. Out in front. Stole shot. Swayman with the save. Still loose out in front. Comes free in the whistle. It dead for the Canes. Nino Niederreiter popped it in. And Coyle has a couple of punches for Niederreiter after that. Here's the thing. 
Um, the the puck being put into the net happened well after the whistle. So I got no problem with that not being a goal. But the puck wasn't covered up. Not even close. So, you know, it's unfortunate. But whistle was blown. Uh, Carolina doesn't get the goal. Then they get the uh, get a two-on-one in the first period. It's Aho and Jarvis, and you're thinking, all right, this is good. Unfortunately, they were a little too close together, and Aho still decided to try to make the pass, and boy, it went the other way. Two-on-one for Carolina with Aho and Jarvis. As Aho's pass intercepted, and Aho is leveled in the Boston zone. Boston stretch pass the other way. Shot right on Ronto with the save on Marchand. So that was a really good save on Marchand, and Ronta was probably three feet out above his crease. I want to give uh, Auntie Ronta credit for the save there, but Sebastian Ajo, you should have shot the puck first. You were too tight with Jarvis. There, uh, Hampus Lindholm was right in the middle of it. You had the you had a shooting lane. Should have just shot the puck. And when the pass went through, uh, or the pass was intercepted. You were just in a vulnerable spot, and Charlie McAvoy just trucked him. And again, look, I thought the hit was clean. I'm not 100% sure that McAvoy was even trying to deliver a blow, but he did leave his skates. But I again, I thought the hit was clean. I had no problem with it. No problem at all with it. Um, and Ajo uh, went to the ice, and he held his head. It doesn't, that doesn't mean that his head was hurt, by the way. He could have simply been, why didn't I shoot the puck? Which is what I thought. Um, But he didn't miss a shift. He didn't look like he was dazed and confused. He got, I mean, he he stayed down on the ice for a second, but he got right back up and skated to the bench. He wasn't wobbly. He wasn't woozy. Again, didn't miss a shift. One more than half his face-offs tonight. So, and he played 18 minutes. So if your take is that Ajo was injured on the play, then that's an indictment of the Hurricanes uh, medical staff, and I am not going there. So if you want to go there, I ain't going to stop you because I can't, but I'm not going to go there. Uh, Anyway, those two plays really were critical in the first period because it's a great scoring chance that you don't even get a shot, and you have the goal that goes in after the whistle, but again... Uh, to me, it was substantially after the whistle. But then you get the power play, right? You get the, the power play to start the second period. Real, real quick, let me just backtrack uh, real quick. Uh, Canes had a good penalty kill in the first period. Uh, Boston had two shots, one chance. Uh, you heard the the, uh, the play-by-play clip of Brett Pesci doing a great job with his stick to foil the David Posternock chance. Uh, I, I thought it was a really good first period Maybe both teams looked good, right? Maybe both teams looked good. They each had chances. Each had uh, good goaltending in the period. It was a fun period of hockey. Good playoff hockey. Even game. Then you get the D'Angelo, you know, sloppy change, and it goes away, and the power play. Uh, 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 man. But it's still just a two-goal hockey game. It's still just a two-goal game. They just... Couldn't stop making the mistake. I mean, those are the things that are going to beat you. Puck management, we've seen that this year, where 
Uh, you make some sloppy decisions with the puck, and it cost them. And tonight it cost them. It cost them control. Because in spite of being down 2 nothing, I actually felt pretty good going into the third. I just thought if they played their game, they'd figure out a way. And then they got the first one, and you go, okay, they're all right. They're fine. And then that that Ajo giveaway just, that was just the end. Just the end. Well, it wasn't, but it ended up being the end. They could have they come back. They could have scored the next goal, made it 3-2. And I half expected them to do that. But you got to get more out of the best guys. Sebastian Ajo can't be a bad player. And he was not good tonight. He has to be one of your best players. He was not. They had some opportunities to score. That first power play, that first power play of the second period had, I mean, close call. D'Angelo to Jarvis. Jarvis looking for a shooting lane. He brings it off the post. Teravainen can't keep in. Now D'Angelo with a keep in at the Boston blue line. D'Angelo dancing with it. Sent down low. And another one off of the crossbar as Niederreiter dove in. Oh, Nino Niederreiter had swam and beat. What, what were those, 30 seconds apart? Carolina could have easily been up one nothing. Jarvis's shot looked like it might have been deflected off of Vincent Trocek's stick. Either way, it's either Jarvis's shot or Trocek's deflection goes off the bar. Then they get it back. D'Angelo to Niederreiter, down low, great move, backhand flip upstairs. Just hits the bar. Sucks. So that's the way this game went. And now they have to figure out a way to bounce back. They have to go... Saturday night, and it's a game sevens, no matter where you are, are a roll of the dice. And this Bruins team, who isn't as good as Carolina, we all know it. They know it. But they also know this. They've got Patrice Bergeron and David Posternock and Brad Marchand, who scored again. They are really good. Those three guys are really good. The rest of Boston's forward group are fine. They're fine. But you know what? Carolina's forward group has also been fine. And they can't be. They have to be dynamic. And they weren't. So this this is, first of all, good sign, Andrei Svechnikov, two goals. Good sign. It does remind me a little bit of uh, bubble hockey where Andre scored uh, in games that they lost. Uh, But he has not been a great player in this series, in my opinion. He's been okay, but he has not been a great player in this series. So maybe those are the two goals that get Andre going. Uh, I know that there's a lot of Sebastian Ajo slander out there, I think Ajo has been very good in this series until tonight. He was not good tonight. I think he had been very good in the series until tonight. But I think you could say that a lot about a lot of players. I, I thought D'Angelo has been excellent in this series. And then he had the sloppy line change. It was otherwise okay. But he wasn't great. You want to close out a team, you got to play better. And your best players have to play better. And Carolina didn't have a ton of that tonight. They just didn't. 
by the way, the first goal wasn't just the D'Angelo line change. It was kind of sloppy all around. Uh, they got caught. And ultimately, like, Ajo's was on the ice for the goal, but uh, it wasn't uh, it wasn't their shift. Ajo and Svechnikov did get on the ice, but the, uh, the D'Angelo line change, which allowed everything, um, that was the problem right there. But it was, uh, they were in between shifts, if you will. It was a shift change. Uh, and the late shift was coming on, and somebody left the lunchbox behind, and I don't know. Uh, but it was just wasn't a great night for uh, for Aho. Svechnikov did score the two goals late, but I didn't think he was particularly good. Uh, at some point, the, the well, I shouldn't say at some point, Trocek's got three goals. Um, they just need to enforce their will, impose their will on a Boston team that isn't as good at the, as them other than the one set of players. And look, I think it's smart for, uh, even at home, it's smart for Bruce Cassidy to split up Pasternak, Bergeron, and Marchand. I think it's smart to do that because it does create two good lines Although, I don't know how dynamic Hall, Halla, and Pasternak were tonight. The better line was probably Bergeron, Marchand, and DeBrusque. But I'm not even sure that Boston's best line wasn't their fourth line tonight. It wasn't a great offensive hockey game. It was an opportunist offensive hockey game for the Boston Bruins. We had combined 14 high-danger chances, according to Natural Stat Trick. 14. Well, at five on five, anyway. There were uh, there were more, but you know there were power plays and whatnot and shots off the bar. Uh, but it's just unfortunate that Carolina didn't get more out of their better players. And if you have a fourth line of Kokaniemi and Domi and Stepan, or Kokaniemi and Natchez and Stepan, it just has to be more effective than it was. So now they got to regroup. You're going to roll the dice with Game 7. Antti Ranta, again, played fine. He'll start Game 7 unless uh, he's hurt, which I guess is possible because, uh, as the great Steve Coolius on NHL Radio said on uh, the other day, because Antti Ranta is made of paper. Uh, but even if it's Kachetkov, even if Pyotr Kachetkov has to start Game 7, it is what it is. Got no problem with it. The kid can play. I'm not. I wouldn't be worried about it. It's all going to come down to the 18 guys in front. And I don't know if you're going to see a change, but I wouldn't be completely shocked if we saw the energy of Stephen Lawrence on the, on the ice. I wouldn't be completely shocked. And I don't know who comes out. I don't know if uh, if it would be Stepan, maybe. Would it be Domi? Maybe. Could it be Natchez? Probably not. I don't think you're taking a penalty killer off the ice. I don't think you're taking a guy who can potentially change the game offensively off the ice. If I was going to guess at who would come out if Lawrence drew back in, I would say it would be Derek Stepan. And I love Derek Stepan. But it would be really good if Jordan Martinuk could step in. Well, unfortunate. Uh, didn't work out. And we're going to have Game 7. But Game 7s, as I said earlier, are fun. Right? Did Bates Battaglia ever play in a Game 7? I don't think so. We'll ask him. 
All right, Bates Pataglia, let's, uh, I thought if we played five on five hockey, Carolina would be okay. Um, just from, uh, you know, from 20,000 feet, what was your view of what we saw tonight? Uh, you know, I don't know. I, uh, I felt like they were, uh, not, not quite as crisp as they are at home. Uh, I I just think they play with a little more confidence at home. Uh, if they could bring that, you know, up there, that'd be a whole different story. Uh, just, I feel like they're grabbing their sticks a little too hard and they're just you know, afraid to make mistakes. They had uh, a couple of plays in the first period that had they gone the other way, uh, you know, maybe maybe things are a little different. Uh, the quick whistle, Nino Niederreiter pops in a puck, but it was after the whistle, so who knows if they would have scored. Um, but the puck was still loose, blew the whistle, uh, no goal there. And then Ajo and Jarvis coming in two-on-one. Not only do you not get a shot, and Ajo was in tight enough and really didn't have much of a passing lane to pass the buck across to Seth. So not only doesn't he shoot it, but he gets lit up by Charlie McAvoy. And, like, I don't know if the two are related at all, and I'm I'm going to guess and hope that they're not. But Seabass <laughs> was not good the rest of the game. Yeah, uh, you know, nine times out of ten, he makes a pass or takes a shot and gets a good scoring chance on that play. So that's, that's just, you know... Uh, you know, an oddity, and and you know, you, you also see those those two uh, with the post and the crossbar they rang, and yep, I mean that's a that's a whole different game right there. And you know, they got they got some bounces, and we kind of didn't get so many bounces, but you know, at the end of the day, you gotta you gotta fight through that and just keep going at them. And that was a tough one to swallow, I tell you. It was uh, I was sitting there watching watching at home with my son Bates and. Uh, it brought a little tear to his eye. Oh, did it? <laughs> yeah. Don't, we don't want that. We don't want. We we don't want uh, Bates crying. No, neither of them. No, that, that that's <laughs> that's true. I don't know if you were crying or not, but uh, I mean, uh, the five on three might have made some people cry. Um, and yeah. about fifty four seconds of five on three in the second period. I actually thought, and you you talked about uh, the 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 crossbars. They had two crossbars on their first power play. Seth Jarvis could have scored. It might have been a deflection off Trocheck's stick. I'm not sure. Uh, and then Nito in tight, lifts it over Swayman, but it goes off the bar, doesn't go. Uh, those two chances could have easily been goals. Then the five-on-three came, and it almost looked like they were looking for, looking for the perfect shot as opposed to just getting pucks on the net and then going to get it. Uh, and I just kind of think that deflated them. The two power plays after that weren't good. Oh, that, yeah, that definitely will deflate. Yeah, and it gets the crowd going for Boston, too, when, when, when that goes down like that. Um, but that goes back to the, the crispness. I think that, you know, normally on a power play with these guys, they're zipping it, you know, through the box, like getting – it, it didn't seem like they were doing that tonight. It looked like they were looking for more tip shots and stuff like that. And I'll tell you what, Boston did a great job of blocking shots and, and getting in lanes. So, um I mean, it was uh, it was a combination of a lot of things, but um, you know, what can you what can you do? Yeah, the uh, we get to the third period, two bad turnovers. Uh, you know, in each case, goals were scored by Boston at the back end of those plays. It took a while to get to those, uh, but when Svechnikov scores to make it two one early in the third, and Carolina's got all the momentum. Uh, Martin Natchez has a great opportunity left side of the net uh, that doesn't go. Um, and then Ajo turns the puck over just outside the blue line, uh, and it becomes, it just goes the other way. 
Carolina never got the puck back. It probably took 45 seconds from the tur- from the turnover to the goal. Um, but that that's where I just kind of thought that man, something something's not right with number 20 today. Yeah, that's I I I was thinking that like that it goes back to that momentum thing you were talking about as well. I mean, especially when you got um, Svechnikov ripping that one in. I mean, you got you you got to get going right after that, and to give up another you know another one that quickly after it just it just kills you. So um, yeah, I think that there were a lot of a lot of turnovers and and plays at the blue lines that probably need to be scratched come uh, game seven because. Uh, they're clearly uh, taking advantage of stuff like that, and they were they were pretty uh, patient tonight. I mean, they they made all the right moves, and I mean, I'm not. I, I think Carolina played well um, compared to the last two at home, or sorry, the last two away. Right. But they got to be they got to be better because we're down to a game seven. Uh, anything can happen, and that's that's scary. That's scary. <laughs> yeah, no no question about it. All right, so put me put me on the plane coming back from uh, from Boston right now. What uh, what 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 are the conversations like um, from Stahl to Aho to Teravainen, who I didn't think was uh, particularly on his game tonight? Um, you know what what are those com- or from the head coach? What, what are guys talking to each other about? I, I think, and and this is just this is what I've heard over every year I've ever played when you get in a situation like that. It's, you know, forget about the last six games. That the only thing that's important is the one in front of us, and it, it, it's so true. I mean, uh, nothing else matters. The most important game of the year, and that's what you got to focus on. You can't worry about mistakes you made in the past, and you just got to be ready to play. And uh, I think uh, you know the way they played at home, they should be. But moving forward, you got to be able to play on the road for sure, because uh, it's uh, it's going to get said down to the nitty gritty. Yeah, I mean, uh, unless you somehow end up with home ice advantage uh, the entire way through, uh, yeah, you're going to have to win a road game at some point. Yeah, that turns into a lot of <laughs> that turns into a lot of game sevens, which can tear you up a little bit. So, how does that feel? I mean, I'm trying to remember. I don't believe in O two there was a game seven. You guys won game six. Uh, in New Jersey, right to uh, to close that series out. Well, I think I think we uh, or we Montreal more than first? made up for it with uh, overtime period. So true. basically, yeah, we played a bunch of games. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> you know, with all the overtime we played, it was like playing game seven throughout. Yeah, but I mean, but there weren't game right. They were uh, they were weren't they all game sixes? So you're testing my you're testing my memory here, and I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm doing I don't it, have an answer for you. <laughs> I'm doing it from memory too. Uh, it's funny. I we just I just talked to Eric Cole about uh, the game in Montreal because my wife's a big uh, Jose Theodore fan. We have four Theodore sweaters hanging in our uh, spare oh, bedroom boy. closet. Oh, boy. Oh, I wouldn't admit that. I wouldn't admit that. She's. I mean, we actually showed up. <laughs> this is a true story, Bates. We showed up at a when he was with Washington. We showed yeah. up. Uh, my wife and I went to a game as fans uh, and ran into Jimmy Rutherford uh, on the second floor concourse, and she's wearing a Canadiens Theodore sweater. <laughs> and this was right after uh, she had gone to – I was away in um, Washington at an ACC basketball tournament, and she actually went to an Eagles concert with Jimmy at the arena. <laughs> so like they they they're they're friendly. 
And he sees us on the concourse, and she's wearing a Theodore sweater. And he's like, I am never taking you to a concert again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you gotta you gotta stick to your guns, though. You know, she she had a she had a type. That's uh, that's all I'll say. She had a type, uh, and I am <laughs> I I guess I must have fit the fit the bill. I mean, he Jose wasn't very tall, so. Uh, hey, you're doing you're doing something right. I am. I, I must be. I absolutely must be. Um, but I mean, the game sevens. I mean, th- these things are crapshoots. You, you you didn't want it to come yeah. down to this. That's what I think surprises me most about tonight was that like the game was there for them, but they just made the little mistakes. That the mistake, uh, the bad line change that leads to the first goal. Um, yeah. Aho behind Coil. On the on the power play goal, it needs to be uh, between Coyle and the goal there, but he's behind the play. Uh, yeah. And then the two giveaways that lead to goals three and four in the third period. Those are the things that they can't do, and there was just not a great attention to detail tonight. Well, and I think those are the ones that they you know took advantage of. I mean, there was plenty others, I think, where, like I said before, at the blue lines, that's, that's so big, you got to get those out. And they're just it's just little lazy plays that, you're like, oh, it'll be fine, and then next thing you know, they turn around and take advantage of it. I mean, that was I, I always remember that being huge when I was playing. I remember Paul Maurice just screaming at me to get the puck out of his mouth, right. <laughs> just inside our blue line or just outside their blue line. Get it deep, make their defense, and go back and get it, wear them out. And uh, that was that was a that was I think that was a, a, a kind of a big factor tonight. Yeah, well, you also played with the head coach, so. Uh, what was he like as a player in those situations, in those high leverage situations? Well, I mean, he's obviously a lead by example guy. So, I mean, if you ever think you're in the wrong, just see what he's doing. I mean, he he was consistent every time, playoffs or not. Um, he was doing the right thing no matter what, and uh, you just got to follow his lead. And uh, you know, I'm sure he's he's relaying that to them now because he's not out there. Um, and I'm and I'm sure he wishes he was. Right, but uh, yeah, I mean, I I I know he's gonna he'll have him as prepared as he can get him on on Saturday, and I think they should be ready to roll. I, I have full confidence in him. All right, uh, the the way Aho played today, for a player of his ability, how do, is it easy to bounce back, uh, or is it? I mean, even, I mean, even guys like Sebastian have crises of confidence. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean, it can happen to everybody. I don't think, I, you know, I don't think he's in any sort of issue. I mean, yeah, maybe he wasn't stellar, but I mean, he's nine times out of ten, he pretty much is. Right. <laughs> I mean, that he can play. So, I mean, I have no doubt that he'll bring it on Saturday. They, they all will. I mean, it's like if we're back in the corner. I mean, we're, both teams are. So, I mean, obviously, everybody's going to bring it. But, um, you know, I, they're 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 clearly the better team, and they just gotta they just gotta show it. All right, a couple of more things. What do you think of Auntie Ranta tonight? Oh, sick! I mean that that uh, one timer pastor. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that was amazing. Uh, and you know, I I've never been into pumping goalies tires because you know I just don't. But he, I mean, he was awesome uh, all the way around. That 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 clear that he made on the penalty kill. Yep. I mean, what I mean, the heads up that he's got to have to make that play is outstanding because i mean a few times <laughs> the guys had trouble getting it out themselves he's like well hell, i'll do it myself yeah you know it's funny i didn't think he had a chance on any of the four goals 
I mean, the the Marshawn goal was in tight. It was, I think he uh, released the shot right at the faceoff dot, uh, and it went just under the bar, hit the uh, hit the water bottle, uh, just like just glove side high. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he was a little low, but I didn't. I mean, he was out uh, above his crease, so I didn't really have a problem with that goal. The others, I don't think he had a chance on any of the others. Well, yeah, I mean that that's I mean that was a a disgusting shot for right. one, but yeah, the other one was a you know off a blocked shot, just lands on the guy's tape, and uh, but then you got him with that breakaway late in the game, and he stoned that guy. I mean that that at that point it was it was still a game, and I mean that 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 could have you know ended it right there. So he was he was awesome. I mean, I you 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 gotta you gotta play like he's playing all the way around. All right, you've played at PNC Arena when the place is crazy uh, and you need to win a game. So what do you anticipate when uh, when they drop the puck on Saturday night? Well, I was there Tuesday, and what a what a atmosphere. I mean, the crowd is awesome. Like, I, it's just, just like I remembered it. Um, I mean, that, that you can't find a better place to play right now. So going into that, you gotta be you got to be on fire. I mean, I'd be... I'd wear myself out in warm-up. I'd be so pumped up for this game. So uh, th- th- I think the emotions will be running high. you got to be able to contain them a little bit because it can get a little crazy. But I think Roddy will put them where they need to be. And, and uh, you know, just, they they just got to be ready to execute. It's the kind of game you miss Jordan Martinuk, though, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. He, I mean, and he gets that crowd into it, too, boy. Not that uh, they'll probably need it tomorrow, but you can always use a little bit more. Yeah, it's true. You, you, you I think everybody will have the uh, have the adrenaline pumping. Uh, oh yeah. Over under Andrei Svechnikov hits in the first period five. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it, the more the better because I honestly that hey, people love the goals, obviously, but everybody you know banging some bodies out there. That's the way to go. I mean, to get some going, get your team going. You know, I wouldn't mind seeing a fight, maybe. <laughs> I don't think we'll see a fight. Yeah. Have we seen? Nah. We, the only, I think the only series we've seen a fight in is Dallas-Calgary, and we've seen a bunch of them in that. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty rare. But I do I do think that uh, we need a little more uh, of those Smashnikov hits and some of the other fellas doing the same thing. I mean, Maybe uh, tune one of their guys up like Aho got tuned up today. Yeah, that was uh, – look, I thought – did you think the hit was clean? Yeah. I mean, it was it was a broken play. Guys are looking for the puck, and yeah. it's just – you could tell. He didn't even – I don't even think he meant to hit him, but, you know, he's a bit bigger than him, and the weight goes a long way. Yeah, no, look, I thought the hit was clean. I think the only thing that if we were going to nitpick, I think McAvoy was off his skates, but – uh, again, I think yeah. you're, I think you're right. Yeah, maybe a little bit. I'm not I'm not sure that McAvoy really intended to hit it. No, I, I, it, from what I saw, it didn't. It didn't. Look, it looked like it was just incidental, and, and Aho got the, the short end of that one. I know uh, Kane's Twitter was uh, a little bit aglow with uh, he's concussed, and that's an indictment on the Kane's training staff. And I am not going there. Uh, they are too good. <laughs> They are too good, and there is too much at stake. Uh, yeah, to, they're, to they don't mess around with that. I mean, that's, yeah, that's not even – I wouldn't even consider it. Did you ever play with a concussion? 
Not that I remember. <laughs> <laughs> that is the great answer, Bates Pitagli. Uh All right. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk again very soon, my friend. Uh, game all 7 right. should be absolutely bonkers at PNC. Yeah, Arena. I'll be in the building. I'll be there, so I'm excited. All right, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right. What a night in the NHL. You have four game sixes. Tampa and Toronto, as well, as I'm recording this and I'm about to put it to bed, uh, are in overtime. Um, Tampa tying it up at three on a power play goal by Nikita Kucherov uh, in the third period, midway through the third. They are deep into the overtime uh, as, uh, as we record this. The Lightning have to win to avoid elimination. And also, Toronto has to win to avoid the most pressure-packed Game 7 in the history of Earth. There has never been more pressure on a hockey team to close out a series than would be on the Toronto Maple Leafs in Game 7 at home against Tampa. Holy cow. Think about Duke, Carolina, Coach K's final home game, times 20. Pressure on the home team. Absolutely bananas. Uh, You've got St. Louis trying to close out Minnesota in St. Louis. They lead 1-0 in the second period. Uh, and Edmonton trying to stave off elimination at Los Angeles in the first Edmonton with a one nothing lead. We'll see how if any of those uh, things hold, go final, as I post it. Anyway, here's to Game 7. Be kind to each other, Canes fans. And Kaniac Twitter, chill, chill. No grandiose statements about the team. Uh, As I said from the very beginning of this, anybody can beat anybody. Boston didn't get 107 points by accident. We're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. Sammy Hanna's crew do a great job. You know all about it. Roofing, siding, windows, engine doors, storm doors, gutter helmets, bay windows, bow windows. That's right. They got it all. Follow the Canes Quarter Podcast wherever you get your podcast. And uh, we're here after every Hurricanes game. Enjoy your Friday dog walk, coffee shop, bookstore. I don't care what you do on a Friday. It's going to be raining here in North Carolina. So I hope you're having a good one. All right. See you Saturday. Bye. This has been the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold, presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. You can listen to this podcast at WRALsportsband.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.